Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name is Ken Swanson. This is the AP Laboratory. And by the time you're hearing this, the veterans have reported to St. Joseph for Chiefs training camp. It is a full go. Anthony Sherman might have shown up in a onesie, in a Speedo. I don't know what he's going to show up in. Uh, I joined Tobes short shorts. Dave Tobes short shorts, his signature short shorts. <laughs> There we he go. might show up in costume as a five-star review. <laughs> <laughs> so with that in mind, I'm Maddie Lane. Ken's introducing me right now. Find me on Twitter at Chief in Carolina. And those of you that listen regularly know this is my time to shine. This is where I come up with a fun transition to ask you guys for a five-star review on iTunes or whatever listening platform you use. We greatly appreciate them. We'll go through and read all your reviews out loud if you want to put a question in there. And then we got Barley Hop over here. Barley Hop, Craig Stout, he is coming at you. He's leaking his fantasy football name to you guys all with Dave Tobe short shorts. Man, that that is going to be the winning name this year. I can't wait to get it engraved on the non-existent trophy that uh, that we're that still, I still haven't got. That Kent this- is still waiting for. But our fantasy draft was a year ago, <laughs> and I still have not got the trophy for the Arrowhead Pride Cup, Peter. Yeah. Where is my trophy? Yeah. Well, you guys, I, you I guys personally missed- can't wait to put the name Dave Tobes Short Shorts on a trophy somewhere. That's going to be great. You're, you're going to just like, you're going to engrave a spoon at your house. Yes. With your absolutely. engraving tools, which you own because you are an engraver on the side, because you are a renaissance man. Guys, you have missed. We've had we've had a lot of fun before this show even started talking about special teams, talking about a wide variety of things. Part of us kind of wishes it was on the show, and maybe some of it will leak out later in the final segment. We've got some fun things planned, but first, we got to talk about Mike Daniels. Unless he's signed with the Patriots already, <laughs> it appears that the Chiefs might be in play to potentially add Mike Daniels to this roster. A uh, prolific interior defensive lineman has had an outstanding career except for some hiccups last year, limited playing time because of potentially some injuries. But, guys, Maddie, how does he fit in Kansas City if the Chiefs do pursue and bring in Mike Daniels? And that's the big thing to start with is like his performance last year was down a little bit. We kind of consulted our AP draft team member, Jacob Morley, who was telling us a little bit about Daniels just having a shoulder issue last year. And some people, he's a Packers fan for this don't know, that some beat writers that follow the team were just kind of suggesting that maybe he wasn't 100% healthy. And I think if we've seen anything from the Chiefs this offseason, if a guy's not healthy, 
there's no chance they're bringing them in. Like they do their due diligence with someone's health. If they have any doubts, I don't think there's any chance they would bring them in. So you have to start there. But if Daniels passes a physical, if he is healthy, he fits pretty well along this team. Like right now we're kind of thinking that there's a little bit of defensive tackle depth with Chris Jones, with Derek Noddy, Xavier Williams, and then they drafted Colin Saunders. You know Breland Speaks is going to play in there. So it seems like a lot of people, but on the off chance that maybe one of those guys doesn't see as many snaps there, someone else would probably be cut if they brought in Mike Daniels. He fits the size mold, the play style that Steve Spagnuolo usually uses out of his defensive tackles. He'd be a great addition whether he's going to cycle in with these other guys or he'd earn a starting spot depending on how you want to shift people around. Yeah, and not only that, he kind of, from the size and length standpoint, he he profiles very similar to Colin Saunders that they just drafted that's going to play in that three-tech role. He makes a lot of sense as a big three-tech. He can play in the base. He's a good run stuffer, and he's a pretty good penetrator as well. He actually succeeds very well on third downs. He can play in this system, and I know a lot of people are trying to equate that to Chris Jones, trying to you know, make some sort of correlation there. I don't really know that there's a correlation there. I think the guy that gets cut is Xavier Williams, who is on the last year of his deal as it stands. So as it is right now, you'd basically be swapping Mike Daniels for Xavier Williams. That's a no-brainer for me. Mike Daniels is significantly better. He's going to contribute more to this team this year, even on a one-year deal. I would bring him in for certain. I think from, you know, a lot of people have talked about his leadership too. A lot of people have talked about his experience. This is a guy that has worked his way into opportunities, into big contracts. I think you like having those kind of guys, especially a guy who's clearly trying to pursue a championship. Mm -hmm. I think you want a guy like him working with, Colin Saunders working with Breland Speaks potentially if he's kicking inside. Um, I think he'd, he'd be a really great add. If you release Xavier Williams, which I do think would, the, would be the move, you save $1.8 million there. So, you know, if it, it could wind up only being an additional, you know, $3, 4000000 million against the cap this year, too. Just, even if the Chiefs didn't have a ton of money, this, this seems like it could be a very logical decision you could also save two million dollars moving on from a guy like dan soren or jordan lucas even if you're trying to save money but they don't even need to do that um guys would you sign him to a a multi-year deal like a two-year deal potentially uh would you sign him to a two-year deal maddie oh absolutely like kind of craig said i think that you bring him in he replaces a guy that should be more of depth right away and whether you want to start or bring him off the bench, he's still a very good player. If you can reduce a snap count a little bit from what it's been when he was younger in his career, I see no reason why you couldn't trust him again. Assuming he had passed his physical, you couldn't trust him to be a acceptable player, if not above league average, for two, three years. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the case. I, w- I would sign him to a two-year deal, spread that out. It gives you a little bit of flexibility. If you can't get something done with Chris Jones next year, you've got a guy that can play a little more three-tech, add to your rotation, bring Colin Saunders and Derek Nottie along there, and then you've got three really solid guys on your interior that you can lean on a little more. And then if you do bring back Chris Jones, there's your four. Those are your four interior guys, and you don't have to address the position at all next year. Uh, Craig, give me a guess on what his snap count would look like. What kind of percentage snap count do you think you would expect for a guy like Mike Daniels if, if all is good? 
And if all was good, if he's healthy, I think you've got to put him on the field for 45 to 50% of the snaps. I think he's a good enough pass rusher. He's a good enough run defender that he's going to be one of your core guys on that defensive line that you're going to want to keep on the field as much as possible. But again, like Matt said, he's not a guy that's getting the kind of snap counts that he did at his young age. So I think you're going to pull him back a little bit, especially early on. And I don't think is a guy that you need to be on the field Correct. for an extended amount of time. You don't need to lean on him to be a 70% of the snaps kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I think that's what should be intriguing to a guy like Daniels. He's 30 years old. He has an opportunity to win a championship. He has an opportunity to help you know, grow and develop the rest of that room. I think, I think it makes a ton of sense if the Chiefs are able to get done, something done with him. I would be all for it. And if he's trying to win a championship... There's not a better place for him to do it. Maybe you could argue the Patriots. Mm -hmm. I still think if you bring him into the mix, I think he has a better chance of winning a Super Bowl in Kansas City than he does in New England, personally. Um, I would would do it 10 times out of 10. I mean, we'll see. I think think one of the things that we're... Health is really the, health is the, health yeah. is the problem. Yeah. I know uh, Mary Kay Cabot. She tweeted out that Mike Daniels left Cleveland as expected mm-hmm. without a deal. That makes you wonder, Maddie, if it's an injury. Right? I mean, that's kind of what it says to me. I think it, an injury could be a thing. I also think it sounds like Mike Daniels wants to go to a contender. When I, if I'm a football player and I want to go to a contender, the Browns look really fun on paper, but are they really a contender this year? If I'm looking at the next, this year, next year, I would definitely want to see the Patriots, the Chiefs, Eagles, Rams. I mean, there's other teams out there that I would want to go on my visit to first before locking into a team if that was my main motivating factor. But at this, like you said, it could be the shoulder. It was a shoulder injury last year. We've heard rumblings that he might not be 100% healthy. So it's something to keep an eye on. If he gets out of New England too, then I think that starts to cause a little bit more concern unless he happens to come right somewhere else where he signs a deal. But if he gets out of New England as well, then you kind of start creeping up there with more doubt. For sure. I think it's kind of I think it's kind of funny that it's all it's almost like defeatist, like we are expecting Mike Daniels to be going to New England next. Like we're talking as if it's a lock. I'm scrolling through Twitter right now. I'm not really seeing anything specifically about about uh, him visiting the Patriots next, it's just like a gut feel because, well, I mean... We know the Patriots were interested and that the Chiefs were interested. Like, there were some talks yes. about trade before he was cut. Obviously, that didn't formulate. That makes you think that maybe there's an injury there, that there's something else that could be there, or maybe they just didn't want to pay the $8 million that he was due this year. Or, you know, the step back on tape last year. Yeah. You know, now, who knows? I have a question for you guys, and I think this kind of ties it into our next segment that we'll get to. But say the Chiefs were lucky enough to get assigned Mike Daniels to a contract they like. How are you, what is your plan for the defensive line going forward if they bring in Mike Daniels as well? Well, personally, my plan would be use Mike Daniels on base downs as your three tech. Um, we'll, we'll get into... We've discussed a little bit Chris Jones playing some base defensive end there. And next to him, I would put Derek Naughty and then have Colin Saunders rotating in with Naughty, with Mike Daniels on the interior. Maybe Breland speaks, depending on how much he has put on, how much weight he's put on. If he's cresting that 300 
pound mark there. What a word. I, I know, right? But Cresting. Dude, if he's up over that, then he could be a guy inside that can get some rotation there as well. And then on passing downs, he could line up next to Chris Jones. Colin Saunders could line up next to Chris Jones and rush the passer a little bit on the interior. Uh, Craig, I want you to read the Colin Saunders quote that uh, he gave on Thursday in his media session talking about his weight, talking about Chris Jones' weight, something that you know we've spent a lot of time talking about on this show with seeing you know Chris Jones being so slim, kind of slimmed down, wondering if maybe he's going to be playing an end. Uh, do you have that? Do you have that quote? Maybe I, I should have just I asked do. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, read it out. Read it out loud. First of all, the media asked. Colin Saunders spoke to the media. If if you haven't listened to it, go find it. Colin Saunders is a joy to listen to. He he's amazing. But he said that he had lost ten to fifteen pounds from his listed weight. His listed weight was three hundred and twenty four pounds. So that would put him kind of in that 310 to 315 range. And what he said was that he was comfortable right now. The Chiefs obviously give you a report weight. And I was within the report weight, but I'm very comfortable. Everyone's happy with how I came back weight-wise and shape-wise. Now, he mentioned that he was talking with Chris Jones, that Chris gave him some tips He's helped me with my nutrition and diet because he himself is losing a little bit of weight as well. So that's what he said on Thursday. So we looked at him a couple weeks ago and we saw a slim, a slim down Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. I think, Maddie, you guessed 280-ish. Is that right? Yeah, they low to mid-280s. Okay, so if he's staying slim... It kind of feels like maybe they're playing him at end, right, Maddie? Yeah, and this is kind of tinfoil hat time here, but when I see this quote, what I think of it is Chris Jones also is going to get a report weight range from the Chiefs when he comes in. Like, whether he follows it or not, I mean, that's kind of up to him, but if you're looking at it from his perspective, they're giving you a weight range. It does you no good to purposely miss that weight range and miss out on playing time or whatever they want you to in do. In a contract year. So if he's... Absolutely. So if he's still actively trying to lose weight or actively trying to stay at the weight that he looked like he was at during those videos he's posting, that tells me that the Chiefs at least have a general idea of what he's weighing in those pictures or those videos, and they kind of want him to be there. If they're wanting him to look like he is, I can definitely see a path for him to be playing defensive end this upcoming year for the Chiefs. He fits what the Chiefs look for with Steve Spagnuolo, what Brendan Daly have used at defensive ends in the past. We've seen him rush from the outside, limited, but he's been successful when doing so. There's no reason not to try it. And if you look at it from his perspective, there's more money to be had as an edge rusher. Why not do it if you're him as well? If that was an option in any way, shape, or form, he should jump all over it. So whether he's doing it on his own or it seems more likely now to me, the Chiefs gave him a range that I think he's going that way. I've got another tinfoil thing I want to throw in there. Craig, I'll let you jump in on this after this, but I want to take a break first. We'll be back to talk a little bit more. Chris Jones, another tinfoil hat theory. And then I think we've got a fun segment to close this show out. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. 
That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. So we're talking a little bit about Chris Jones and, you know, tinfoil hatting a little bit. Maybe he is moving to end based on what Colin Saunders mentioned about him trying to lose weight. Um, and I know if, if that were to happen, Craig, if, if, Craig, if, uh, if Chris Jones was to move to an end, people still shouldn't freak out about, you know, his, he's, not, he's still going to be rushing inside plenty. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. We've talked a lot about those ends moving inside. And Chris Jones would be a guy that on on obvious passing downs, we're talking third and long, second and super long. I, Matt even said second and long when they're up big. Like those sorts of situations when it's very obvious that the offense is going to be passing the ball. Chris Jones is going to play inside. With Patrick Mahomes in this offense on the other side of the field, it's quite possible that Chris Jones could get just as many snaps inside rushing the passer as he would as a base defensive end. And in that situation, it's the best of both worlds for Chris Jones from a monetary standpoint because he still gets to be labeled as a defensive end, but he's getting all those pass rush reps that we know he's good at inside. And that kind of can play with some of these. I know the question about Alex Okafor is out there. Guys, Alex Okafor has a cap hit of $3 million this year. That's backup level money. That's not a big deal there. Now, next year, it increases to $7 million with $4 million in dead cap. They can still get out of it. But this year, if Alex Okafor is just coming in on obvious passing downs when Chris Jones kicks inside, that makes sense. And it also kind of pairs a little bit with like what Breland Speaks is doing, right? Well, I, I wanted to talk about Breland Speaks because here's my tinfoil. We've seen one picture of Breland Speaks this offseason, and he didn't look like he looked when he came in. He looked a little bit thicker. <laughs> what if the Chiefs, this is Tim Flat, what if the Chiefs are going to play Chris Jones at end, and 
and and Breland Speaks is actually going to be more of a permanent inside player because you look at at the end position. If Chris Jones was playing end, you'd have Frank Clark, Chris Jones, Alex Okafor, and Emmanuel Ogba. That's a good four man rotation. And depending on what happens with you know like a Mike Daniels or something, if it was uh, you know Xavier Williams, Breland Speaks, Derek Nadi, and Colin Saunders. Or you can flip in, you know, Xavier Williams for for Mike Daniels. Maybe they are just moving Breland Speaks inside full time, Maddie. Yeah, and I'd lean to guess that too. Like you said, based on what we've seen from him on film when he's played, whether in college or the little bit you got to see him last year, he just doesn't look natural out on the end. His body type doesn't quite match up what you're expecting to see out of other defensive ends, especially if you go down kind of the history of Steve Spagnuolo defensive ends or even other guys on the roster right now. I would expect to see him get more reps on the inside. And then Chris Jones, whether it's with the defensive tackles we have now or if they bring in somebody else like Mike Daniels, Craig was alluding to it. The Giants, when they had Steve Spagnola, just about any third and long, third and medium, second and long, they're playing one of their base defensive ends or they use their Sam linebacker, Devin Kennard, as a pass rusher a lot. Somebody else is playing as a defensive tackle. They don't play two defensive tackles when they're trying to rush the passer. You're moving a defensive end or a better rusher to the inside. Chris Jones can kick inside. He can play DN and Frank Clark can go inside. Alex Okafor can go inside. It's just about putting your best players on the field at once. So if you're trying to stop the run, Chris Jones playing a base defensive end with two bigger defensive tackles on the interior gives you a more solid front. And when it's time to rush the passer, you just shuffle it around and get the better pass rushers on the field, including Chris Jones. It doesn't take anything away from his ability. For sure. And and it just... It makes a lot of sense thinking of it as that rotation because, like Matt said, you're putting the best guys on the field. All right. of the best guys on the field. It's I, I think we, we've referred to it as the NASCAR package. That's when we are trying to get as many good pass rushers on the field as possible. Well, Steve Spagnuolo goes to that at the drop of a hat. Like He is not afraid to go light and get after the passer with multiple guys, including guys that maybe are a little undersized, for him rushing from the interior. So he lives there. He lives there. So with that in mind, especially if the Chiefs are up, again, Patrick Mahomes in this offense, it's very likely that they're going to play from, you know, play from ahead and the offense is having to try and catch up and throw the ball. You might see a lot more NASCAR package, a lot more Chris Jones on the interior with Frank Clark with Alex Okafor, and maybe with Emmanuel Ogba even, and trying to get all of the good pass rushers on the field at once. And even if this Chris Jones stuff, it doesn't come to fruition, even if they don't add Mike Daniels, what I like is a lot of this stuff still applies. All the <laughs> things that Craig said, it still applies. This is this is a... I, I, I got a little... I was intrigued by just the thought of a healthy rotation, but... I, I'm kind of excited for it. I think you're giving guys an opportunity. Maybe they aren't playing a crazy amount of snaps, but they're going to get the most out of those snaps. I like this group. I think there's some really intriguing things about this group. Colin Saunders, for one. I can't wait to watch Colin Saunders during the preseason, during training camp, seeing what he's been able to do as he's developed over the last few months. Guys At like that. At, At 310 pounds. Woo. At 310 pounds. I, I'm excited to see what, what Breland Speaks is up to. 
this mm-hmm. he well, might even like you just said like think about it like this with the chris jones thing if you're just even a fan whether or not chris jones is going to play d tackle dn just think about the players you'd put out there so would you rather stop the run with frank clark chris jones playing on the inside Derek naughty and alex okafor or would you rather put chris jones in okafor spot and add another 315 pound plus xavier williams on the inside like the pass rushing down stay the same no matter where we're playing Chris Jones right. as a base end base tackle. It's just when you're stopping the run on early downs, would you feel more comfortable with Alex Okafor or Chris Jones? Like I've seen enough of Chris Jones playing D tackle to know that, yeah, he makes good plays against the run, but you can run at him. Mm-hmm. You can move yes. him if you're an offense. You can choose to run at him and have success. Xavier Williams is bigger he's going to be more stout so if you put chris jones on the end let him attack the b gap through an offensive tackle rather than trying to hold against a double team you're going to have more success so why not do that if he's willing to play at 280 pounds and the logic on that goes the exact same when we're talking about base linebackers i know a lot of people are worried about anthony hitchens as the will but think about it from that regard right. having reggie ragland damian wilson Anthony Hitchens out there on obvious rundowns. Guys, th- with Xavier Williams and you know Breland Speaks or Mike Daniels or Colin Saunders or a big guy on the interior there, it just makes sense. You set yourself up for more second and nines, second and eights instead of second and threes. You know, we saw too often last year Bob Sutton couldn't get off the field on second down. I know that 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 doesn't make any sense, but he would give, he would give up the first down in the first two downs every single time. Like they rarely got to third downs where they were actually good. But it this is going to be a situation where you're going to have more second and longs because they can play a little heavier personnel. And maybe that gives your your corners a little bit more room to work with. Maybe mm-hmm. you know maybe that gives your pass rush an opportunity to get. Uh, to get some pressure because you know you can't quit game them to get to death necessarily, um, you know. So we'll see. I mean, and if you're looking for a mold for Chris Jones, think Clayce Campbell. Yep. You can even think Michael Bennett's usage with the Seahawks. We're talking guys that play defensive end and kick inside, or even if you just want a pure body standpoint, Cameron Jordan for the Saints plays four three defensive end, and he probably weighs more than Chris Jones does right now, and he's going to play a four three defensive end the entire season, you can play it at Chris Jones' size and not be a problem, and you can still kick inside and rush like Michael Bennett's done his whole career, like Calais Campbell's doing now that he's been in Jacksonville. There's a path to do exactly what we're talking about for Chris Jones if they want to do it. It's got to be a team and Chris Jones' decision. It just looks like there's a there's a path to be trending that direction. That's why we talk about it. We have no idea if it's going to happen or not. We're just putting it out there because there keeps being little hints that seem like it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. It does. It's starting to feel like there's, I mean, look look at what Chris Jones looked like a month ago. And if he's on a weight loss plan, I, I don't know. My ears are perked. And we'll see if he even shows up tomorrow. That's another thing to work. Look he at will. Woo. <laughs> he will. Okay. I'm saying. Craig's calling his shot. Uh, I'll, we're going to close this out with something a little bit more fun. Uh, <laughs> because we got an incredible tweet uh, or some uh, incredible insight. The Honey Badger and Dan Sorensen are roommates, guys. Oh, my God. They are training I, camp roommates. Yeah. Uh, I believe the exact tweet from Dan, from Teron Matthew is, Rooming with Dan Sorensen, I just know I won't be getting my room checked this camp. 
I mean, but how's he going to live in that mess? I do. Like, how are you going to live with messy Sorensen? I just don't understand. <laughs> oh, dirty Dan! I got it. Ah, I, you are very astute, Matthew. I just it, it got us thinking. This is actually Maddie kind of got us down this trail, and then it got into like even weirder things. But um, give me a roommate pairing that you want to see at training camp, Matthew. Um, Dave Tobin, useful roster spots. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Those things, those things go hand in hand, Matty. He, he takes all those useful roster right, no. spots. My real pick. Dave, <laughs> I Dave see- Tobin has so much influence on this roster, and you're scared that Frank Zombo's coming back. I mean, come on. Or Anyways, please continue. Sorry. Yeah. No, I want to see Frank Clark, and I want to see him paired with Breland Speaks. Just because, I mean, now, if Breland Speaks has been told to work up to be defensive tackle size on purpose, then that's slightly different. But he's kind of a nice guy. He's a little calm. On the field, you don't see a ton of fire from him. Frank Clark's the opposite. It's 100% fire. So if Breland Speaks is a little overweight, if he's not putting in the amount of effort and work he needs to, you put him in a room with Frank Clark, either Frank Clark's going to pretty much destroy him, like literally, or Bruin Speaks is going to figure it out. Like, those are your only two options if you put those two in the same room together. So that's the one I'd want to see just for like a, you know, we need to get better and Bruin Speaks needs to pan out perspective. Uh, mine, I have two, actually. I have two. I have another one yeah. later, so. Um, my first one was going to be Frank Clark and Eric Fisher just because I want that oh. I want that battle to continue off the field. You know, I think that good. could be at night. Oh, oh my <laughs> goodness. Both, neither one of those guys is sleeping. Because they both got one eye open still. It, oh, no. Eric Fisher goes to bed at like 7 p.m. Let's be real. <laughs> probably. You're probably right. Um, my other one, which, again, not realistic, is uh, Darwin Thompson and Emmanuel Ogba because they can just use each other's weights. Because That'll just save a little <laughs> bit of space with how jacked both of those dudes are. But could, they would have to do so much adjusting of the squat That's rack. true. It's true. Yeah. Emmanuel just just picks it up like a curl bar and stacks it on the upper part to get under for his uh, for his squats. I uh, I'm gonna go with Richard Davis and Colin Saunders, the lightest weighing player in the in the room and the heaviest. <laughs> well, actually, he's not the heaviest probably anymore because we've just learned he's down to 310 pounds. Mm-hmm. So Ryan Hunter, the Canadian. And Rashard Davis, the 175-pound receiver from James Madison, the oddest of couples. Maddie, you said you had another one? Oh, I want to hear Craig's other one first. No, that was, that was both of mine. Clark and Fisher and then Darwin and Emmanuel. Uh, oh. I want to see uh, Jack Fox and Dustin Colquitt in the same room. Ooh. Oh. I have Young another one. the old. I don't feel like as a punter, I don't feel like there's really much like helping you can do another punter. So you know what's just going to be like sassy just under the radar digs sassy. back and forth oh yeah dustin colquitt looks very sassy dustin colquitt's yes. a prankster all those guys talk about how he's constantly messing with them that, yeah, that would these be would fun. be mean-spirited pranks because again how much can you help another punter kick harder <laughs> i uh wow really disrespecting special teams a lot tonight matthew <laughs> i have one though I, I just realized that I, I think we missed the, the probably the best one. You're all welcome for coming up with this. Uh, if you remember, Mecole Hardman interviewed Patrick Mahomes uh, or asked Patrick Mahomes a question because for oh, some reason. I love this already. I know where you're going. Uh-huh. And uh, 
Anthony Sherman was quick to jump in <laughs> and ask why the rookie was asking questions. I feel like Anthony Sherman would eviscerate Michael Hardman and 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 shape him up real quick. I feel like or, Anthony Sherman has his own room just because anybody <laughs> that they put Anthony Sherman with he doesn't want to doesn't want to hurt anyone's feel, he doesn't want anybody's feelings hurt. So no, they to, just give Sherman to be his own real, room. We do know that Sherman and I believe it was Fisher. They're kind of pals. I bet those two they room are. together. They seem like the guys that would room together. They got We're one not more. here for practical right now, Matthew. We got one more. <laughs> Who are you rooming with Travis Kelsey? Who goes there? John Lovett. Probably. It's probably legitimately Lovett or Yelder. But I would love no, I would love for one. Travis Kelsey and John Lovett to room together and then by the end of camp, John Lovett is dressing like Travis Kelsey. Oh yes. Could you imagine? Yes. Could you imagine? With that hair? Yes. And it's actually Travis's clothes, so it's like a little <laughs> bit too tall. It's like so it's a little bit a long. little bit. A little Pants bit too fit. tall. It's a lot too tall. I want to see Travis Kelsey and Colin Saunders room together because I think that would be a lot oh, of fun. Oh, man. Yeah. I think you get Kelsey not having to do real stuff at nighttime or something, and then Colin Saunders with his attitude. I think you'd have a lot of Honestly, fun. Honestly, I think if Chris Jones and Colin Saunders are rooming together, that that's probably the, the most fun room. Oh. Derek Naughty, too. I feel like Naughty's got some fun. Yeah, you see him breaking you do. Photo bombing some videos. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't associate Derek Naughty with fun. I love him. Kent, but Kent I not, hates nose tackles. Hates what? nose tackles. I love Derek Dotty. <laughs> I just don't look at him and go, yeah, that dude, you know, that dude, you know what? He looks like he looks like he plays risk at night. He does, probably. There, what's wrong with playing this risk is a great at night? Game. No, yeah, I'm here for knocking board if, game geeks. You know what knows something? If my, I would love my room, I would love to room with Derek Dotty. Okay. Okay. We, we could play some Here's board games. Question. Kent, could play, was Derek Dotty a good draft selection? Yes. Was he good value where we took him? Eh. The slander continues. It's not slander. He plays one and a half downs. It was one and a half down t- down player. And the problem Kid really is not a fan of Derek. Most of it actually probably has to do with with what who they took before him. But we're not going to go there. There's still hope. I still have hope. I have Plenty more hope. hope than Matthew. Plenty of hope. Plenty of hope. Hope springs eternal. Training camp is is upon us. I'll be out there this weekend. Uh, if you see me, love to say hi to you. Thank you for uh, listening to our show and listening to us talk about football. So, um, and I know Craig will be out there the next week, and Maddie will not because we're trying to keep Maddie away from the public as much as possible. That that is going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, we will be back next week with a mailbag, full steam ahead training camp and and plays to an analyze next week we're gonna have plenty to talk about next week we'll catch you later